Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Thank you for joining us on Community Focus this morning, where we look at the issues that matter and the people and organizations that are making a difference. Now, you think about any issue, and our Miami-Dade Public Library system has it covered. Education, check. Computer access and homework tools, check. Diversity, check. Resources for low-income residents, yes. Job assistance, yes. And oh yeah, there's also the pleasure part of being able to read any number of books, being able to listen to music, watch videos at no charge. So to keep you up to date on the numerous programs available, it is always a pleasure to welcome the director of the 50 libraries that make up Miami-Dade County Public Library System, Ray Baker. Welcome to the program again. Thanks, Ellen. Good to be with you again. It is always great to talk to you. I love everything that the library does. You're so engaged with the community, and I, I, we need to talk on a regular basis so we can keep up with everything you're doing. For example, this is now Black History Month, and you have so many programs at all of the different libraries. Can you give us a rundown of what's going on? Yeah, sure. You know, throughout Miami-Dade County and everywhere, it is Black History Month during February. And at Miami-Dade Public Library, we'll be celebrating Black History Month through different stories, including our Storytime Troupe, which will be presenting interactive stories, songs, dance, and more in celebration of Black culture every Saturday in February at a different library location, including the Model City, Arcola Lakes, and Kendall Lakes branches, as well as North Dade Regional. We'll also be theming our talk, read, sing story time, which is our early literacy story times and book clubs at various library locations, theming it towards Black History Month. And we'll have Miami's own fantasy theater factory. They'll be doing a presentation called A Magical Journey Through Black History. This will be a live performance that'll be presented at three different library locations. It will include uh, original music, dancing and comedy, and educates while it entertains learning about Black history and the contributions of Black Americans to American history. Fabulous. Yeah, also film screenings at several of our locations, including movies such as Harriet, the story of Harriet Tubman, Selma, docudrama set during the Civil Rights Movement, and the classic A Raisin and the Sun. And in addition to all that, there will be many more Black History Month programs being offered, including painting, quilting, arts and crafts. You can just go to our website at mdpls.org, click on the events box and search Black History Month for more information and times and locations. Now that's pretty much your resource for everything. mdpls.org, click on events, and you can also get your library card online now. You don't have to walk in and present yourself and verify that you are you anymore. That's right. You know, uh, being able to get your e-card, we call it the library e-card from home, Big convenience for all of our residents. You know, we don't want people, we love people to come to the branch, but we don't want you to have to get into the car just to get a library card. You can get so many different services directly from your home with your library card, including, you know, many of the ebook and e audiobook platforms that we offer that will save you a bunch of money instead of buying them from some of the uh, popular retail sites, as well as things like the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, access to the Miami Herald, language learning, 
the list does not end, but you can access almost all of this with your library card from home. And to get your library card online, you can go to eCard, E-C-A-R-D dot Or if you need help with that, you can just call any one of our branches or email us at customercare at mdpls.org. Yeah, just looking or thinking about how much some of those subscriptions cost, it's a huge savings. I mean, those are things that a lot of people, including myself, would look at and go, no, I don't have $200 a year to spend for that newspaper, and therefore I'll just use my library card. And it's been just a treasure to be able to read whatever I want that's out there. Now, there is one thing I believe you have to go in person for tax assistance. Yeah, so if you need help with your taxes, we partner with two outstanding community-based organizations, um, AARP and a group called Branches, and they will be providing in some of our library locations free tax preparation assistance all the way through April 18th. And, you know, this is a big help to residents who need help with their taxes, with IRS certified volunteers helping them. And, uh, of course, you'll have to bring your documents with you and some requirements associated with that. And it's a very popular service. And we find that we need people to book an appointment to get access to these service. But it is something that throughout tax season is extraordinarily popular. And if you still do your taxes on your own, the old school way with print forms, we do have availability to IRS forms at all 50 of our locations or just visit IRS.gov and you can download them yourself. How can you make an appointment to have someone there available and ready for you? Yeah, so back to our website, mdpls.org. Click on the events box and search tax assistance. That'll tell you where those two outstanding partners will be and how to book an appointment. Or you can also call us at 305-375-2665 for more information. And just to make that even easier, the 2665 actually stands for book. Ah, just to make it a little- I love that. OK. And I understand that the county's Community Action and Human Services Department also offers free tax prep at its community resource centers. Yeah. And to get those locations, um, you know, Community Action and Human Services Department, one of the great departments out there. And we uh, work with them closely in lots of different things. And they also provide the tax prep help at its community resource centers throughout Miami-Dade County. Best to call 311 for more information on those locations, dates, and times. Do you need volunteers to assist people with their taxes, or does Branches and AARP provide sufficient help? Yeah, Branches and AARP actually recruit the volunteers, and they help them. They're actually the ones who are there on our locations helping our residents. Now, for young people who are likely not filing taxes yet... A special program, the Make a Book Bark Contest. This is a signature event that we've been doing for several years now. And it's not just for kids. We have it broken up into age groups because, uh, you know, it got so popular with the kids that the parents wanted to participate in the contest as well. So the idea is we get submissions. We open up submissions from January 28th until March 20th. So the contest is already open. The theme this year is there's more to the story. And the idea is these different age groups design a bookmark. We have a judging panel that goes through, selects the winners, and then we hold a always wonderfully attended awards event, um, probably in April. And it brings out all these families together, mom, dad, and the kids. And usually we get about 1,200 entries or so each year. So it's extraordinarily popular. 
And the winning bookmarks will be in our libraries throughout that entire year. That's awesome. That has to be such a good feeling, especially for, well, you know what, even for the adults, you know, you've got people who have always wanted to be an artist and maybe they couldn't make a career of it, but now is an opportunity to show their creativity and be recognized for what they've done. I mean, imagine having your bookmark in thousands of people's books. That is really exciting and uh, a very kind thing to do for the community. We're going to have to talk again before the awards ceremony so we can keep everybody up to date on that so people can go out and participate and watch the winners get awarded and see what their bookmarks look like. Yeah, they really do some spectacular work, and it's uh, one of our signature events that we do every year. Now, with your books... Obviously, we still have a lot of people who walk into a library, they check out a book, and they like holding the book. There are also a lot of people who have transitioned now to digital reading. I know you made the switch from, well, you didn't make the switch, Overdrive switched to the Libby app. They just basically changed their own app and changed the name and made a few upgrades which I found is really great working with. But you've also improved the catalog of what's available. How did that come about? Yeah, so just one step back on Overdrive. You know, a lot of people do get confused. Like they'll see it switch from Overdrive to Libby and they think that we, you know, got rid of Overdrive. Overdrive and Libby are Overdrive. It's just a a new version of the app that Overdrive created. And they're completely shifting away from the Overdrive name. And I think sometime in March, even, there's going to be a complete shift away from Overdrive and you'll only see Libby. But make no mistake about it, it is Overdrive and it's going to have the same quality and diverse collection of books that are ebooks and e-audiobooks and magazines that are currently available. Yeah, it's in some ways, you know, making the transition was a little bit confusing at first. And I told people the most important thing is you're going to need to know your library card number. <laughs> you have to re-register. I was like, okay, I can find my card. I can find my number. But then once you get used to it, in a lot of ways, it's simpler to use and easier to just mark a book that you want to tag as something that you want to read in the future and set up categories of different types of books you want to read. So it's a great resource. And now how did you go about expanding the library, the catalog that's available? Yeah, so, you know, our catalog that people are accustomed to interacting with, whether they're at home or in a library branch to find the items that they want to check out or place on hold. You know, we've been with that interface since around 2009, I believe. And, um, you know, we decided it was time to work with some of our partners to find something that has a search interface that's more like what we all experience when we go to popular websites where we're searching for things. So this is going to be what's called a discovery search. It's also going to, instead of, you know, if you're looking for the cat in the hat, instead of it showing up in five different places throughout the catalog, um, you should start to see it aggregated within the different formats that it's available in. For example, you search cat in the hat, you would see it in print, ebook, e-audiobook, large print, whatever the case may be, all in one place. So we think it's going to make your search easier, able to see different options you might have for the same book. And we actually launched that just a couple of days ago. And we're working through and really enjoying the feedback we're getting so far and working through any little bugs that might pop up. Also, I'm loving that it gives you suggestions for other types of books you might like based on your reading history. Yeah, that's a great feature. And I believe it also has some social media functions that allow you to uh, share this with friends and things like that. That really make it more of an interactive experience as opposed to, you know, just search, find your book, put it on hold and check it out. Okay. 
obviously, to be able to use the digital library lending, you need to have an internet connection. Not everyone does, but you are working to change that. Yeah, you know, for a long time, of course, libraries, you're accustomed to there being computers available for people to come into the library to use, as well as Wi-Fi in the libraries. But during COVID-19, of course, there is lots of opportunities to figure out, you know, put more of an emphasis on serving people at home. You know, we were awarded a grant for about $1.9 million from the federal government to buy a bunch of Chromebooks, tablets, and mobile hotspots that we were able to lend to our residents. And those were devices that we were also able to include cellular internet plans on. So now people, you know, you can either come in and say, well, I don't have a device at home or I don't have the internet and the devices that we have that you can check out at home provide you both. So if you have five kids in the house and they're all playing Call of Duty and sucking up your internet, um, you have an opportunity to uh, get another source of internet so that you can get your work done, apply for jobs, do your homework, etc. Is there a limit to how long you can check out one of these devices, particularly with phone service? Yeah, so we do an initial 30 days. And as long as we have items in inventory, we'll allow people to keep renewing them until you know we reach a point to where there's too many people waiting. But generally, um, the inventory, the mobile hotspots have been the, the most popular. And, you know, the tablets, probably second place and the Chromebooks, third place in terms of popularity and demand. And one more question about just to clarify on the phone service. How does that work with the phone numbers? Does that change each time someone new checks out that device? No, the cellular plan is built into the device. Okay. So there's not a phone number aspect Uh, to it. Okay. Okay. Basically, the the device is programmed to receive the um, cellular signal to that particular device. When someone turns the device back in, we, of course, wipe it clean for privacy of data information. But no, we're not providing someone with a cell phone service. If I was 12 years old, I would have known that. No, it's it's complicated and, you know, think about that a little bit, too, when you ask me. Yeah, well, you know, that's why we all say when we need help, we turn to a teenager or an adolescent because they're more up to date <laughs> on this than the rest of us. But we're, we're doing OK, you know, and I keep saying it's good for the brain. They keep updating things and that forces us to keep learning and it keeps that plasticity in the brain going. So I don't complain about changes. I think it's great that we all have to keep learning and that our young people have to keep learning also as this changes. And to me, that's always been one of the most important things that the library provides is education through reading. And now, of course, through all of the different programs that you offer, you know, the opportunity for kids to come and see movies about Black History Month or see your own entertainment troupe. How many people do you have between 50 libraries and putting all of these events together uh, to, to pull this off? Well, throughout our 50 libraries and as well as the support positions, um, you know, we have a total of about 700 employees. And we do have a small group of marketing and programming people that focus on kind of these system-wide events. You know, for example, we recently had a local author fair um, about a week ago. You know, it takes about 10 people, a core group, but it also on the day of the event, pulling in people from other locations to help serve the 1,200 people that showed up at the event. So it's all hands on deck for some of these things. Okay. And then, you know, you've got programs and events that go on throughout the entire year with like financial literacy, tutoring, STEAM, STEAM classes. How big is that? Digital literacy, yoga even. And I'm going to not go out on a limb because I'm pretty sure that your website is the place to go for all of that information. 
Absolutely. www.mdpls.org. And, you know, you referenced education and the tutoring. You know, I think we talked in one of our previous calls about our K through 12 tutoring program that's done with certified teachers, both online and in person. You know, we're tutoring K through 12 kids, you know, about 1,200 per week that are getting free tutoring from the library. So it's a great way of leveling the playing field for people who may not otherwise be able to buy private tutoring. Right. And we'll continue to mention that every time we talk because it's so important for people to know. And there are always new people tuning in, new people becoming aware of Miami-Dade County Public Library System. So I think it's okay to repeat the core features and services that you provide, which are many. Yeah, and if you don't mind, I'd like to mention again, you know, our home delivery program, another thing that we expanded during COVID-19. You know, we are delivering materials directly to people's homes. When you go into the catalog that we were talking about earlier, it'll usually give you an option of either placing an item on hold, picking it up at the branch, or having it delivered to your home. So I think we delivered about 160,000 items last year to our residents. Another way of saving time and having to get in your car and go to the branch and just receiving your materials directly at your house. Real emphasis on providing some services at home as well as inside the library. It's fantastic. And for those of us who are still not leaving the house, because we've really come to like remote work and um, not having to drive in South Florida, we'll let you do the driving. I'm happy to allow it. And really, it's it's a superb service and very much appreciated. So we'll stay in touch. We'll keep up to date on everything that's going on. Is there anything else that you want to mention to the audience before we finish today? You know, just encourage people that, you know, you can save a lot of money using your library card with some of the services we talked about from checking out books, checking out computer devices, things like New York Times, Consumer Reports, LinkedIn Learning, which is a great training tool. Mm -hmm. So just encourage people to take advantage of your library card and maximize your tax dollar. And we look forward to seeing or hearing from anyone and feel free to contact us through our website or email us at customercare at mdpls.org for more information. And for those of you who are old school, you can still call 305-375-2665, which is the same as 375-BOOK. Ray Baker, I love what you're doing. It boggles my mind how you manage 50 libraries, each individual branches, and Obviously, you have great people working with you and for you. So kudos and thanks for taking care of our community. Thank you so much, Ellen. Good to hear from you again. Always a pleasure. For our next segment of Community Focus, let's talk jobs. We know there are plenty of jobs available, but where are the ones you want? Would you believe there are tons of them right here in South Florida? And I'm so happy to bring in Tiffany Price, General Manager at JobNewsUSA.com, putting together these amazing mega job fairs. We have a big South Florida job fair coming up on February 23rd. Tiffany, welcome to the program. Can't wait to hear what you have lined up for us at this next job fair. Yes, thank you so much for having me. We're super excited. This is the first event, the kickoff of 2023, and there are so many employers at this job fair, which will be on February 23rd over at SLA Live Arena. And for some people who don't know, that used to be called BB&T Center. It's where the Panthers play hockey, right. but it's SLA Live Arena in Broward, not Miami, because <laughs> um, we ran into that in the past. But it will be from 10 to 2 on Thursday, February 23rd, and we have over 75 South Florida companies that will be live in person at the job fair 
looking to make job offers. So there's tons and tons of opportunity that will be at this event that's coming up. If someone's looking for a job, it's where they should be. I love looking at the different employers that are rounded up in one place where you can meet them all in one day and the variety that you have and the opportunities. For example, the city of Boca Raton, the city of Deerfield Beach, the city of Sunrise. And I'm mentioning those because when you get in with a government agency, pretty much if you're doing your job, you can stay there for life, you know, and keep getting raises and have a good pension and good security. And that's just a small bit of what's being offered. Um, What advice would you give to someone who's planning to come to the job fair? Treat it. I hate to use this term, but it's almost like if you were doing speed dating. You have 75 companies. There's going to be thousands of people at the job fair over that period. So most booths have either two or four recruiters at it. So if you have 2,000 job seekers that are coming through in a four-hour period and there's two people fielding and at the table, you have a small window to make a good first impression. And so smile, go up, engage with the employers. Don't be shy. Dress professionally. That does not mean you have to go out and buy a suit. But if you're going to wear a plain white shirt and jeans, iron them. Look presentable because you want to stand out. And this is your one shot to make a good first impression. I know sometimes job seekers, I hear it all the time. They get really frustrated with applying online because there's no feedback. They don't know if they received it. They don't know if anyone has looked at it, you know, and so this is really the opportunity for them to meet the person behind the computer face to face. So you want to maximize that and, you know, really take advantage of the fact that these people are hiring. Anybody who comes out to an event and says, oh, nobody's hiring, they have to, you know, pay to be there. They have to take people out of their office. They set it all up. They're there because they want to hire someone. And so they're not just doing it for fun or to get their name out into the community. And so, you know, I really suggest to to bring copies of your resume because there is not a place at the arena to make copies. I'm not able to do it. They're not able to do it. And it's a big facility. So if you run out of copies, you'll have to leave and go somewhere to make copies. And nobody wants to do that. It's a really big facility. And speaking of that, the job fair, for anyone listening, is one way in and one way out. It's almost a quarter mile from start to finish to walk that entire stadium on the concourse. Girls wear comfortable shoes. Yes. Guys wear comfortable shoes. It's important. You don't want to get there and, and be through the end of it because your feet hurt. Right. You know? um, so that's one thing I always suggest. And to bring copies of your resume, because even though most companies, you do have to still apply online. Even though you came out and you met the employer, in order to get into their ATS system, in order to get a paycheck ever, you have to be into the system. So you'll still have to probably fill out some stuff online. However, if you give them a hard copy of your resume, now you've just re enforce your name with them. They have the takeaway from the event, a physical piece of paper that they're leaving with that has your contact info on. Um, so I always suggest to, you know, make sure that you bring a physical copy of your resume and just, you know, dress professional, come with a smile and a good attitude and you'll leave with a job. Well, when you've got that many employers and when you make the speed dating analogy, that's really critical because not only are you trying to make a good impression on them, you want to find out about them, too. You want to know what kind of company they are, what's their culture, and make sure it's a right fit for you, not just that you're the right fit for them. It has to work both ways. And so much has changed since COVID with people working remotely. They've talked about the great resignation where people, well, either they quit their jobs or they lost their jobs or they started working remotely and didn't want to go back to working on site. So the mindset has changed a lot. 
But there are also a lot of people who are eager to get back into an office. And I'm going to guess there's a variety of needs within the employers that you have coming. Is there more of an opportunity to, like you say, be comfortable, but because expectations have changed since COVID with people working remotely, do you really have to wear a suit and tie if you're a guy or a suit and a skirt if you're a woman? You just want to dress, you just want to be presentable. Okay. You know, don't come, if you hear it on the radio and you're driving to the beach, go home and change. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know, because right. <laughs> you want to be taken seriously. But I have seen, you know, over the years, the past, you know, 18 years we've been doing this in the South Florida market, I have seen it become more lax because people are working from home. And, you know, as long as you're doing what you need to be doing, um, you just want to dress, you know, be presentable, you know. You want to look your best. You don't have to necessarily wear a suit, but dress for the job that you're applying for is what I would maybe suggest, you know, because there's so much variety and I can't stress that enough. If you are looking for a job, attend the job fair. I wouldn't go and look and see like, well, is is this going to be there? Is this going to be there? Because with 75 companies, just the variety of jobs that are available. I mean, I have anything from customer service reps, uh, we have sales reps, I have Fountain Blue that's coming from all the way in Miami that are looking to staff the hotel. We have construction companies that are looking for truck drivers or laborers. I have Broward County Public School looking for teachers. We have the Miami Dolphins and Hard Rock Stadium and Miami Grand Prix will be there. And then we have some like local smaller restaurants like the Dutch Pot Jamaican Restaurant will be there looking for chefs. So it's really, it's not just like, you know, these big corporations and things like that. If they're hiring, they want to meet you face to face and they come out to the job fair to do so. Even um, University of Miami will be there. They're looking for organ donation process specialists. Wow. I mean, so we're all over the place and the jobs, just because the job fairs in Sunrise in Broward County, jobs are from South Miami to North Palm Beach. The majority of them are probably somewhere in the middle, but I do have companies coming from Palm Beach County. We have companies coming from Miami, or some of these companies have branches and other locations like Hyatt, for example, or Marriott that will be there. So if somebody's looking for a job, get up, get dressed, get to the job fair. It starts at 10. I would suggest get there at 10 and not at two because I cannot chain the employers to the booth. Yeah, right. And so <laughs> we, we encourage them to stay till two because that's what time the event is till. But they also keep that in mind too. If the event is from 10 to two and you walk in at 155 and are planning on talking to 75 companies, they want to know how serious you really are about the event. Very good point. Now, when you'd mentioned about the opportunity to bring your resume in hand, but you'll probably still have to apply online. We know they have algorithms and certain keywords that they're looking for when you do an online application. Can you ask them when you're there on site, what are some of the keywords they want so that your resume, even though you've given it to them already, will pop out and not be kicked out by an automatic system? And that's another really great benefit of attending the event because you can have those type of conversations. And if somebody's really interested in, in, you know, moving you to the next step, you see all the time, they'll put a star, they circle your name, they red flag it so they can go look for you in the system when they leave and go back to the office. And another thing really quickly, I'd like to add in there, if you're applying for a job at the event and you're going to give them your resume, you're going to go online, you're going to fill out the stuff after, ask them for a business card. And when you get home, send a follow-up email to the recruiter that you talked to because they talked to so many people throughout the day and you don't want to get lost in the shuffle. Definitely not. And that shows your professionalism that, you know, you take the time to acknowledge that you've met them and it shows how you follow up and you'll do the same with clients or customers, whatever that may be, depending on the company you get the job with. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Is there a particular field or certain fields that are popping right now that are making a comeback after being, you know, quiet during COVID? Oh, I'm seeing an uptick, you know, in the restaurants, hospitals, nursing homes, child care, any sort of day-to-day, everyday services. I mean, because they're the ones that were kind of hit, you know, they're in the last stage of the pandemic recovery where they were having such a hard time hiring people when they opened up or when they were at 50%, especially with like restaurants and stuff like that. And so the people that were working end up quitting because they get burned out because there's not enough staff. And so we're really starting to see that change now. And I'm seeing them hire and not having a hard time hiring and employees staying. Um, And there's not that this like revolving door because they're being more loyal where we did see a lot through uh, the pandemic. It it was a job seekers market and they could just jump ship from one job to the other because of the sign on bonuses that were being offered. And I'm seeing that go away a lot as well. Companies aren't having to offer $10,000 for an ER nurse as a sign on bonus. You know, so we are seeing a shift in that, but there are companies that are hiring and the job fair is a perfect place to see for yourself. Absolutely. (laughs) to go out. (laughs) In fact, you can actually see which companies are going to be hiring that will be represented at the fair, including our very own Cox Media Group. This is exciting. At your website, we have the link up on our events listing. So you just go to our homepage, click on events, scroll down, you'll find the Job News Job Fair Thursday, February 23rd. It even shows upcoming dates because you've got things booked throughout the entire year for us here in South Florida because there's always new openings and new jobs. But you can go to jobnewsusa.com and then I believe there's a place where you can look for the location that's nearest you. Is that correct? Yes. When you're on jobnewsusa.com, you can also register. You do not have to register for the job. You can just show up the day of. But if you go on and pre-register, you'll get a text message update or an email update on the day before just to remind you of the event. And also you get a link with the job fair directory so you can pre-plan your day before you show up to the job fair. You can see what companies will be there, the positions that they are hiring for at the event and where to find them. And also they're located at. You can look up the company, learn a little bit about them, and that'll help you narrow your focus to the ones that you're really interested in. And one step further, the ones that you're really interested in, you could go and apply online before the job fair even. And then when you go to the job fair, have a printout or a confirmation or something, and that employer is going to know that you are a serious candidate. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for all of this great information. You're going to be back with us in April because you have another job fair then. So we'll get, I, I love always getting the latest update on what's happening in the job industry. And it really helps people to know where to put their attention. So Tiffany Price, Manager, General Manager at Job News USA. Uh, Again, thank you for bringing all of these companies together so that it's easy for people to go to one place, the FLA Live Arena, on Thursday, February 23rd, and look for their next, hopefully last, favorite job, jobnewsusa.com. Have a great day. You're going to wear comfortable shoes too, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I'll be running around like crazy. But thank you so much for having me. We love working with you guys. And thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. If you have questions about today's show or would like to suggest a topic, please feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe, J-A-2-F-S-1-E, at cmg.com. Join us again next Sunday for an all-new edition of Community Focus, and have a wonderful day. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.